What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 67 of the Lumbar Trucking Show. Thank you so much for being here. Since he's been on the show the first time, you've heard me mention Reed all the time and our Lost Freight Discord. And uh, without any delay, let's just get right into it. I'm glad to have him back for round two on the show because we got a, you know, a whole bunch of shit we're going to talk about today. He's got a lot of stuff going on. We've got a lot of stuff going on. He's been taking Lost Freight to the next level. So without further ado, let's take it away, Reed. Welcome back. Dude, I can't believe I've... Uh... It was in like December when I was on the show last time. Right? Yeah, it, it was it was December. It's crazy to think how different like it, in such a short I've been saying this a lot often like the last year for me has probably been one of the longest years ever. I just looked up on my yeah. like memories. I I had just gotten the truck, you know, I've, I've had I have had the truck for over a year now and one of the a, a month in, I remember I had like a st- uh, like this layover where I could go to a Kansas City Royals game the picture showed up on my memories and like, it feels like it feels like it might've been five years ago. The past yeah. year has, has been so long. And then even in that case, the last six months, just with the amount, it has to do with the amount of connections that we've yeah. made. And it kind of started it, like a lot of this really started when you came on the show. Like ever since you came on the show, it's like it lit a fire underneath whatever the hell has been going on internet, you know, freight wise, internet wise for us. And it's just like, yeah, because December might as well have been five years ago at this point, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's um, it is. I mean, that's just because we've been putting in the work, dude. We've been we've been linking up. We've been pounding the pavement. We've been doing a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I have the exact same feelings. I mean, a lot is a lot has happened in the last. It's only been five months. Yeah, and yeah. the the best part was definitely meeting IRL in real yeah. life. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. very good. Can yeah. we just talk about how like, dude, literally like. I saw you guys and instantly we were just like boys. You know what I mean? Like we didn't even, like, I just I felt like I already knew you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no like introduction, like, Hey, nice to finally meet you. It was like, yeah. cause the, that, that has already been done. We've uh, like the icebreakers are out of the way. We already know what each other's all about. Like and the internet did that. So it's, yeah, you know, that, that, and that happens when you're, when you're actually authentically you on the, on the internet. And I feel like it's something like freight, you're going to catch a lot more people like like truckers and brokers and, and and like us people in this industry are just like they're going to be authentically them online. But whereas like, I don't know, maybe the influencer class people, uh, people have like, you know, made images of themselves. I, I bet you in real life they're like, you know, probably shells of what they want to be. I don't know. Maybe I'm gloating a bit. Well, I mean, I think that, uh, and I tweet about this a lot, like just how useful it is to just tweet your thoughts and to like be just forthcoming on the internet because you just never know what will happen. Um, but, but I think that like Twitter for whatever reason is way more conducive to this sort of things, this sort of thing, these sorts of connections just than anything else in my opinion. Uh, because like, Facebook, with regard to freight, Facebook is like super toxic and very kind of like siloed into their own little camps. Like, you know, drivers are kind of in their group. Uh, Brokers, like to a lesser degree, there aren't probably as many broker groups, but there are some. Uh, And then when they do kind of cross pollinate in groups, it's just generally really toxic. And I don't think it's like a very conducive place for just people to actually just hang out and kind of shoot the shit. Right. So uh, yeah. I think Twitter, Twitter is like 
we are very much wiring up Twitter. Like we're, we're, we're connecting the dots. Like I have people talking to each other and like friends of mine are like, Hey, Oh, have you met this guy? And I'm like, yeah, like I know him well. Like, so people are, people are, are mixing and fraternizing to an extent that I'm like, it's, it's awesome. Like who knows in six months where, like what will have happened? You know? Yeah, how, how many more people will be talking about talking to because yeah even just because twitter has the for you now and i was kind of like against that at first because you know tiktok has a predatory algorithm instagram has, you know these algorithms you know they take your data they put you up for sale but on the twitter side of things even though they can get rid of the ads like i i just followed a kid today who followed me right back and he came up because somebody i follow replied to one of his tweets and he's another trucker who was at planet fitness. And I was like, yeah. Oh shit, I got to follow this guy oh, because, cool. yeah. you know, cause I want to talk to him and I'm starting to see tweets from other drivers out there. And that's the thing. Like when you, when you have a niche that you're going towards, when you're not just on social media for inflammatory things like politics and, you know, stuff that uh, like sucks, like when yeah. you're actually on there with a purpose, it's almost like it's, you know, it, it's there's some fucking benefit to it. And I think Twitter overall, I've said before that I think Twitter is the like the superior of all social networks, even to Instagram and TikTok, just because it's that. Because even though TikTok is like in your face video, straight form right in yeah. front of you, Twitter is like I said, you can get right on and rip like rip out something that just popped in your head. And, it's, you know, it's just like it's like texting your friend, but you're texting the world. And so, so to speak. So, yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, dude, I, I I'm telling, I, I just am yelling at people, like, you need to tweet. Like, everyone who follows me, who reaches out to me, which is a lot of people these days, which is, like, really cool. But, like, everyone who reached out to me, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I'm like, dude, start tweeting. Like, just, I don't care what you say. Just say something. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll boost you. I'll fucking like your shit. I'll comment on it. Like, you need to start tweeting. Like, people with good ideas who are, like, follow, you know, follow a couple people or like on private, like never tweet. They're like, Oh, I don't want to tweet. I'm like, dude, that's fucking cope. Like if you're not tweeting, it's because you're scared straight up. Yeah. Like scared of alt altercations. It, it's one thing. It's one thing. If you're just like, you don't want to, you, you don't have any aspirations to like start your own thing or like, you don't really, you're not really trying to do anything. And that's fine. Like if you want to just do, do your thing, kind of hang out, chill, fine. But like if you if you have an idea and you want to like make it a thing and put it out in the world, like you need to tweet and you need to open yourself up to scrutiny like as soon as possible, because the more you can deal with that and the more you can kind of like receive feedback from the world, positive or negative, like the better. Like, you need to be doing that. Yeah, and so you can, I'm just gonna keep tweeting that. Yeah, and you can discern like the ones that like the people are just like I think that that's dumb. Like you could just ignore that and you learn to do it. But somebody is just like, well, hey, wait a minute. What about this? And that's and I've actually been doing I've been posting more threads and I don't say that they're threads. I just let them rip because now yeah. I, I don't want to double uh, several months ago. I uh, had tweeted something that said uh, if somebody if you have to put at the end of your tweet that it's a thread, then it's probably not worth my time. <laughs> and so now I feel bad. So now I feel like I can't do it myself. So instead of oh, just edge. Shit. <laughs> but um, I bet and I kind of took this from getting to know Rust Belt Kid because yeah. he posts a lot of great threads about, you know, basically his personality. I was like, and so, totally. you know, like I made a thread about why it was a good thing, you know, because I got backed into recently and I just made that thread and I let it rip on why it was a good thing that I found out that the other driver who backed into me, their safety person told the safety guy at Warren that he was frightened 
of me. And I was like, I was like, there's a lesson in this. I was like, there is a lesson in this because now the next time, every time he's backing into a spot, he's going to remember. Because I mean, hey, shit, we're, all we're talking about online is the CDL milling industrial complex, poor training. It's like, well, shit, maybe when it comes to training, people need to start getting their fucking ass chewed again. I was like, you know, so I'm, I'm going to start ripping threads too. I, I've definitely have been a little bit less. Uh, and man, I learned that from you guys. It's like, just like, yeah, posting without, you know, second guessing. I have a friend, he was on a couple episodes ago. You know, he goes by Skippy. He's in the Discord now. You know, Skip, he's in the Discord. He, he tells, you know, he's told me, he's like, I've recorded episodes and, you know, and I feel bad maybe kind of doxing on this, but he's like, oh, I feel a little apprehensive. Like I'm nervous about posting them. And I was like, I was scared too when I posted like early episodes because I feared what people thought. And I had an episode where I defended the Canadian Freedom Convoy in a way and took a really good middle of the road approach on that too, where I didn't say that the, you know, I didn't call the vaccine this evil, you know, monster juice. But then, you know, like, I didn't take it that way. I was like, hey, I, I credit to the community, you know, to the medical field and society for creating something so fast and, you know, it doing this job. But then at the same time, I was like, whoa, you know, let's hold off on forcing it on people like, you know, truck drivers. And I was like, and I was, I remember before I clicked, I was like, you know what, is this going to get me boxed into this echo chamber? Yeah. From then on, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to fucking keep posting because the people who do have something to say, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, man, I, destruction and destruction is way easier than creation. And in my mind, like, and that, and that, that like idea just like permeates reality. Like it's so it's, it takes 300 years to build a cathedral. It, you can tear it down in a day, you know, like it takes 300 years. It takes your whole life to build a reputation and one wrong move will destroy it. You know, like it's way, it takes a decade to build a business, but like two seconds to like type, talk, type and say, you guys suck or like, I hate you or your product is horrible or whatever, you know, it's just yeah. like talk is cheap. Criticism is easy and who cares like if somebody's if somebody is like a risk taker and they've done things themselves and they speak negatively about a, about something that i'm doing then i'll probably listen you know i'll, I'll probably take it a little more seriously than just like some random some random troll like yeah, you some, know what i mean some no name but yeah no that's good that's that that's that's well said there i i can appreciate that so what's so lost freight what's been going you know you came on the show originally to talk about you know this dilemma between the you know the relationship between carriers and brokers you know you, yep. you you said it best i think the best thing and i've been saying this and i and i i give credit to you when i do it but you you i mean the way you first pitched it was you know do brokers consider carriers customers and it's so crazy how there there is a disconnect in the trucking industry because trucking companies especially small ones spend zero dollars on marketing you know it they don't you know the build like they they believe especially in the past few years that they don't need to build actual relationships and grow a book of clients brokers are dealing with the same churn and burn style uh retention issues on on their end and they and they're they look at carriers almost like you know just who's going to cover this load for me and then moving on and then instead of like real like hey maybe i'll stay connected with this carrier and see what they're into so that was the first dilemma so what have, yeah what's been going on since then you because you've been you've been evolving you've been lost rates growing yeah, I mean, it's growing. It's um, we've we've added a number of features. We've learned a shitload um, just through feedback and testing things and getting eyeballs on it, and you know, having people use it. And 
I mean, honestly, dude, it's been it's been super, super humbling. I'll start by saying this. It is really freaking hard to build a product and to try to sell it and to try to get people to actually use it and then pay you to use it. Right. It is hard. And especially when you're dealing with people who I, I, I don't want to I don't want to paint with a broad brush here, but I will. Carriers are stereotypically not super tech. You know, they're not super into tech. Right. Is that a fair statement, you think? Yeah. Like no, they're, I, they're maybe skeptical is the right word. Right? I've, said that, I've said that regarding, you know, talking with, you know, Dom and the team over at Truck Coin Swap. And like yeah. anytime I have conversations that, you, you know, where this is, this looks really great. It's just, it's a hard sell because of the average age of the industry. It's the age. It's, I, I think there's a couple things at play. I think it's, yeah, it's the age. But also there's like, there's plenty of guys out there who are, you know, there's guys on TikTok, you know, there, there's tons of truckers on TikTok. Like these guys, these guys, these companies, these people, like they use technology, but like tech for the industry, like freight tech generally isn't first and foremost for carriers. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times they're, they're kind of like an afterthought and their presence on like any sort of platform or any sort of, uh, any sort of tech, yeah, any sort of tech platform is they're either like there for the benefit of the main customers, brokers, shippers, um, or they're like, it's just, they're, I'll say this, the most common piece of like unsolicited advice I get from freight tech founders and just people who like have knowledge of this, of the space and are in the space, the most common advice I get is do not try to make carriers your primary customer. Give, give, give shit away for free to carriers because they're bad customers make sell shit to brokers, make the brokers pay. And then just whatever you do, just give it to carriers. And I'm just like, okay, I get that. Like that makes sense. Like in this, like it makes sense why people would say that. But the more people say that to me, the more I'm just like, I don't want to do that. Like, and the, the reason I want to charge carriers and the reason I want carriers to be my primary customer base is because we're like interested in actually making something that's first and foremost for carriers. You know what I mean? Like, you know that saying, you know, when something's free, like when a product is product is free, you're the product. Like Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. These are all free products, but they siphon your data. Like they can do whatever they want with it. You don't own it. They can do, they can literally do anything with that, right? And in many ways, like the, the existing platforms for carriers are almost the exact same thing. And one thing that I've been saying a lot lately is that carriers are... They, like everybody exploits carrier data except for carriers. Okay. And I'll, and I'll get into what that means in a second, but let me just, I guess, kind of briefly go over what we've been doing for the last six months or whatever, since we've talked, um, we have, I've almost realized that, like you said earlier, carriers don't really market, right. They don't really think about marketing. And one thing that I've kind of really started to think about is like this, sharing of capacity, like making brokers aware of where where you as a carrier have trucks, have capacity, that's marketing, right? Like people knowing that, people being aware of this information, that information being easily accessible is marketing. And when you're talking to a carrier who has 
you know, a couple tight knit relationships with brokers already, it's an easy conversation to have. It's like, okay, Mike, you're a, I'm a carrier, you're a broker. Like you call me every single day to ask me where I have trucks. Like we start using last freight. I make a profile. I start putting my capacity on here and keep it up to date on here. I send you a link and you don't have to call me anymore. I just keep it up to date. You go to the webpage. It's easy. It makes perfect sense. Right. And there's a subset of carriers who have solid relationships who understand this. They're like, okay, I need to make it really easy for people to consume this information so they don't have to call me so they can start looking for loads for me without having to call me without needing to do anything. Right. And so that makes sense. But then the other guys who like say, read, okay, that's great. Like that makes perfect sense, but I don't have any brokers like that. Those are the people that we're really kind of having this marketing conversation with. And we're saying to them like, okay, you don't have any relationships. You need them. Like you need to be utilizing brokers to the, you need to be playing the game properly. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of these guys talk, talk a big talk and they're like, you know, fuck brokers, whatever. But at the end of the day, brokers write all their checks, you know, like if they're writing all your checks and you're playing that game, you need to be playing the game just as much as they are, you know? And in my opinion, playing the game means using, using the platforms that are out there, like load boards, like the broker apps, like whatever to meet people. And then you need to be following up with them. And you need to be, especially the ones who don't screw you over, the ones who treat you right, right? You need to be following up with them and you need to be trying, trying, trying to forge relationships. And so one thing we've added to kind of like power this is to power the follow-up is this email truck list tool, which is really, when you look at it, just fucking simple. It's just like, okay, enter broker emails, build like an email list. And... Every day when you keep your when you when you're updating your capacity and it's up to date in our system, you can just press two buttons and you can blast out an email to the brokers that are on your email list and it'll just show your truck list, like where you have trucks, where you want to send them. It'll show your capacity. And every time you do a load, add the broker's email to the list. Okay. And then as time goes on, you're gonna add hundreds and hundreds of emails on here, and you just need to be sending this every single day. This is like marketing, right? And you will be shocked by the results because we already have the evidence that it works. And like we have, and, and, I, and I'll say this too, this is an, an interesting caveat. When we built this email tool, I didn't even, this wasn't even in my mind as a strategy, but a carrier, a customer of ours did it, told me about it, demonstrated that it worked and then hit me up and was like, dude, like this is how I'm using this. And this is fucking awesome. Like, he went through his email for the last two years, found every broker that he ever did a load with, added their email to his truck list, just started blasting it to them every day. Not spamming, just once a day in the morning. And it takes two seconds. It's a couple clicks, right? And he was like, dude, I'm getting calls from people I haven't talked to in two years. Like people are offering me more loads than I have trucks for. And this guy has two straight trucks. You know what I mean? He's not like a, he's not like a big carrier that, you know, he, when he signed up, in fact, he was like, man, I don't know who's going to really want to look at my list. You know what I mean? Like, who's going to want to work with me? And I'm like, dude, just fucking trust me. And so he signs up. He does this. It's working. And he's got like 300 emails on there. And it's 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 awesome. And he sings our praises. I'm like, this is fucking sweet. And he's so, got like, two in two straight trucks. Yeah. And that's yeah, he, he's going into this. Cause yeah, most people think, uh, cause that's the thing. A lot, there are a lot of people on the market who are one truck, you know, MC shows and yep. whatever, you know, 
in what you know I'm not, i don't really want to get into that but yeah they're like well they won't work with me because you know the, they only want to work with fleets of five trucks but here yeah. it is no that's that's dude that's that's are there brokers who are like that yes of course but i will say that as a as a as a former broker myself like my some of my favorite carriers like some of the guys i worked with the most were just were owners and the guys who as this is a great rule of thumb for carriers out there the easier you are to work with the more people are going to want to work with you and when i say easy to work with all i mean is if you are very forthcoming and proactive about sharing where you need freight then you're easy to work with and if you make it brainless for brokers to access your capacity, call you and offer you loads, they're going to want to work with you over somebody they have to call five times a day to ask them where they have trucks, right? And that's the whole philosophy of our platform. It's the entire philosophy is being easy to work with and being proactive and being, being with relationships in mind, right? So... So we added this email feature. That's been fucking awesome. One thing we just added last week actually was like, okay, great. Like we, we're, we're telling carriers to add their emails, add brokers to this list manually themselves, people they've interacted with. But one thing we really want to do is provide an opportunity for them to meet people that they don't know on, the, on our site, right? So one thing we did was we added this uh, form on like this, this very simple form on our landing page for brokers that says, hey, brokers, do you want to receive truck lists? Do you want to meet new carriers? Okay, put your email in here. So they do, like, if you're a, if you're a broker, you go there, you put your email in, you hit submit. Uh, we get a notification basically saying X email wants to be added to this broker email list, like approve or deny. So we'll, the, the uh, emails that, like the domains that look good, like if I see, you know, a big broker on there, we'll be like, okay. If it's somebody we haven't heard of, like, we'll look them up. We'll just make sure they're legit, right? And then we'll give them the check, and they'll be added to this list. Now broke. Now carriers can, when they go to send a truck list, they can send to their, enti their entire list with a, the check of a box, like a send all, uh, send who all check box. And, th and then next to that now, they have this send a broker list, send a lost freight broker list. So as this broker list gets bigger, we're going to start being giving carriers way more exposure with just, like, one click. You know what I mean? So... I think we just literally released that last uh, on Friday. So um, that's going to be, I'm really excited for that. Uh, and we have a ton of shit in the book, uh, like, or kind of in the works for to, to, because really like there's no value in the platform unless there's brokers, like unless there's brokers receiving this information that's generated on the platform. Like if carriers come on the platform, they put all their capacity in and nobody looks at it, then it's useless, right? So we need brokers to some extent, but like our primary concern is like, okay, here's a, here's a place for carriers. Here's a place for you to house your capacity info. And here's tools to share it with the world. And not only are there tools to share with the world, here's a tool for you to also meet, meet new people who are interested in working with you. So uh, I've said a lot, that's kind of what we've been up to. It's been awesome. It's been humbling. Um, yeah, no. We... This is this is this is great. Kind of again, going back to what you had first said about it's been humbling to like. I feel like it's the next level of sales. Like uh, when you, it's one thing to where say you know you invent a a handbag or you and you know a product. You're just trying to sell 
you, you know, you're just trying to sell a hat and we'll get to the hats, you know, here, here in a minute. Like if you're trying to sell a product, it's easy. You look at it, you see it. Will I wear it? Yes. You buy yeah. it. Or it's like, you know, will I need, you know, or say if it's something like, uh, you know, a pair of running shorts, anything, you know, when it's a physical product, you know, something you can buy, you know, that's just, you know, in some ways, does your skill as a salesman matter? Sure. Especially for like cars and stuff like that. You know, you, you want to be somebody who they, they can trust, but the product also has to matter. But like you're building, yes, yeah, something that's almost like a, just a digital service. And it's like, and it's, and it's your own. I, I feel like it's that much harder because it's, you also, you have to sell them something that they don't know how to use, but try to convince them that it's valuable. And I feel like it's harder than, well, let me sell you this pair of shoes. You know, the shoes are for either running, walking, hiking or whatever. Like, it's not easy. Like, you know, it's designed purpose. You know what it does. Your service is like, you know, you're, you're trying to one up what they're already doing. Like I just call the broker and tell them my list. You know, so it's a hard sell, and I, I got to give you the credit for being able it's, to. It's I, it's good for you to say that because I don't like there is no product exactly like what we're doing out there. It is a very it's very much like not easily lumped into an existing category, and so as a result, like we're having to do a lot of education when we sell. You know what I mean? Like we're basically having to say to carriers like. Hey, here's a tool that doesn't really exist in the form that we've kind of built it, right? And here's kind of the philosophy that underlies the tool, you know? And and we're coming at this from like I know in the back of my head that based on my experience as a broker that this is very useful to broker brokers, right? Being having carriers communicate this info in a very proactive way without having to do anything, without having to pick up the phone and call them is insanely useful, right? I know this because I know that's my experience. Like I played the game, right? But a lot of carriers, they, they don't, they need that. They need to understand and be told and be taught like, Hey, here's how brokerages work. You know, here's how, here's, Here's a look inside the mind and the incentives of the people you're calling and dealing with all day, you know, and going back to just briefly like social media, it's like, dude, carriers, a lot of them don't know how brokers work. Like they don't, they don't, they, they think broker bad, that's it, you know, but I'm like, if I'm a carrier and I'm playing this game, I want to know exactly what goes on inside so I can pull the strings I need to pull in order to get what I need from them. Right. And, and that education, that like, not that, that gaining of knowledge only can happen if you are open to learning, you're curious and you'll listen. Right. And you'll, and you'll ask questions. And the, like, the more I talk to carriers, the more I, the more I'm working with these guys, the more I'm finding people who are like that, right? Because not everyone's like that. Not even just carriers. Not everyone's like that at all. But like as time goes on, we're going to start getting more and more carriers who are interested in learning, who are interested in trying new things, who are interested in trying new products. And I really do think that we're going to be like building a sweet, just a fucking sweet group of people. And people are super like kind of on the cutting edge, willing to try new shit. And are, are especially young, like young guys like you, like who are 
not who are wanting to discard all the crap that everyone else is doing and like just be going about this in a whole new way so yeah man it's been awesome it's been fun we've done a lot uh we have a lot more to come we're you know we're getting a lot of inbound interest and yeah no that's, that's no that's good and the, and the interest is, is going to keep coming because you know it's funny i made a uh, you know, one of my very uh, popular running, you know, TikTok videos, something similar to what you just said about like wanting to know what what brokers do and, and or what or knowing their job, like knowing everything that a broker does, because, hey, it's really easy. to It's very easy and very brave to stand up there on the hill and say, oh, they're the middleman. Let's just get them out. Like, let's just get rid of them. But at yeah. the end of the day, especially if you're a one truck owner operator, uh, guess guess what you can't move more than one load at once you can't be at a second you can't be at multiple warehouses so you can build direct relationships with shippers and that's great especially if you're going to ever scale and grow and it's that's how a great way to grow a business like meet these shippers form a relationship and then eventually these shippers go hey i actually move x amount of these loads per week and then you figure out a lane with them sure that's great but for for all intents and purposes, what, what you're doing now, especially if you're a one truck owner operator or it's you and a friend, whatever it may be, like the brokers are who own the majority of the freight sold in this country. Like that's that's just the, the, the fact. Like, you know, yes, all these shippers are sending them out, but brokers own more freight than you're ever going to get from direct shippers. So instead of fighting against it, and I said this in the running TikTok, learn every like if, you know, as a driver, as even as a company driver learn every single job within this industry and you can and you know it, you're you're unbeatable in the in that sense and when you when you look at it from that way it's great now you, the, the what you know what you're talking about with lost freight is all about building relationships and this this uh, this platform that's all about building relationships it almost sounds like a another type of social media and that kind of is like and and I feel like it's been become almost another subsidiary of what lost freight's doing because you you know you're like let's make a discord let's let like let's grow this thing but the discord has nothing to do with almost you know there's guys who are in the discord who use lost freight but that's not what the discord was for it wasn't to help your business but it has everything to do with your business's philosophy is really where it's going so we have the discord yeah is this you know did you want want to is this just more of a let's make the industry better like let's go dude i i i mean when i when we started it um yeah, what I, made I mean you wanna, what made you well wanna, i mean uh, we start like my partner jake and i we we started using it for ourselves for like him and i communicating about like building the business like in in september right but it was just us right it was just me and him and we have our private channels but like the 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 intention i think with like bringing additional people in in the beginning probably like was we didn't it wasn't very explicit but we were just like vaguely like oh maybe we'll we'll add it to like the footer of our website like we'll put it we'll put it out there in in a very not in in a very discreet way and maybe we'll get some customers in and we'll use it as like a feedback channel and and we'll talk about the product and all that stuff um but i think quickly i basically just started tweeting it and I think like I, you know, you and um, El Dorado, Adam. I think you guys were like some of the first people, and, and Steve. Like, Steve, like we just started inviting friends, and you know, I just started tweeting about it, and I put it like in my Twitter bio, and 
next thing I know, just like people, you know, start to trickle in and we just start kind of shooting the shit in there. And then as time goes on, I mean, to date, it's totally taken on a life of its own. And yeah, like we, we're not in there talking about like lost rate, the SaaS product. We're not talking about like the business in and of itself. We're not talking about features. We're like, so, so for all intents and purposes, it's like not attached to the actual software product itself. But I think, like you said, it is very much like the same sort of philosophy that underlies the discord as that does uh, underlies our, uh, the software business too. So like they're very connected in spirit and from a branding standpoint, they're very connected in that sense too. Um, and my goal, I, I, what I've realized now, you know, after doing this for however many months it's been, and what are we, I think we're at like 230 members or something like that. Um, we, I mean, dude, like it's, it is all just about getting as many people who are, you know, sit in different seats in the industry who are willing to talk, want to listen, want to learn, want to connect, have interesting things to say, right? Like those are the people we want. We don't want just numbers, right? We're not just chasing bodies. We're chasing, we're chasing minds in many ways, right? And, and so we've, I mean, I've kind of just sat back and let it happen. I haven't really done, I haven't pulled too many strings, you know, like I'm not, I'm not really doing anything explicit other than I'm just tweeting about it. And like, occasionally if I see somebody who I think is interesting or who has something good to say, or I feel like would fill like, I, like a void in the discord, I'll reach out to them and I'll invite them. So we've gotten people that way. Um, but I mean, dude, I'm continually blown away by just people reaching out to me, telling me, hey, you know, thanks for doing this. I got X benefit from this. Like I talked to, you know, I talked to person Y who I would have never met in a million years any other way. And I got, you know, X benefit. I'm like every single week people are hitting me up saying that to me. And so it's been it's it's honestly been beyond my kind of wildest dreams like I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't plan for that to happen. It just happened. So it's been it's been really cool. Um, I, think I think it's one of the great. I think it's one of the greatest things to to, to really happen, uh, especially in my corner of things when it comes to getting guests on the show. But even yeah. just small business wise, like I know, like nothing's really you know nothing crazy has really changed. But the conversations I'm having with people, you know, just like even talking with uh, you know Drage Logistics. Yeah. back there you know having his conversation like just having the conversation with like you know what you know what if you know i get a chassis and we start moving shrimp out of the port of galveston or something like yeah, yeah the, the, this is how small business is going to win this is the future of small businesses that are going to win because in, in it's so hard with everything <laughs> that's going on in a country with people who do have businesses it's really hard to grow and catch on and keep things going but building like strong relationships around the industry you're doing, even, you know, it, it's, and it relates back to sales, even when it has nothing to do with if it's going to make you money, if you're going to sell anything, just constantly keeping that conversation going. You know, I'm a firm believer in, you know, this idea of manifesting, like what you, what you speak out there and the conversations you have that energy out there, it, it's, it starts to, it goes into a, crock pot so to speak and you know it goes into something and it mixes and eventually just off of the sheer fucking probability and numbers game yeah. and philosophically like something's gonna fucking come up with it because and this happened with alex hormozy where he he was at an event 
and he and he had a great conversation with a guy, gave him a piece of advice or something. A couple of years later, Hormozzi ends up broke. Guess who calls him out of the blue because he had, you know he wants he has an offer for him. He goes, hey, this might be something you're interested in, and it gets right to him just because he had a conversation with a guy. And like yeah. this is this is almost what it's doing, and I fucking I love it, and uh, you know, I, I want yeah I'm, I'm, I love it, where it's going. It's it's I at any point in time. Like, if we just talk about, like, the internet, like, at any point in time, you're one message away from, like, literally any person who's also connected to the internet, right? And it's just a matter of being able to find them, and it's just a matter of being able to, like, you know, find them according to, like, something you are interested in or some sort of niche or, like, some sort of question you have, right? And what the Discord has done is, you know, I've, I've, I've tried to loosely organize it by just, like, role you know so i've got truckers i've got brokers i've got tech bros you know like whatever but like people can come in there and like that guy there was a guy like two days ago or maybe it was yesterday who had a breakdown had an issue with this truck and had a breakdown right and so he messaged and he's like you know here's what's going on yada yada and within like and i went and tagged all the truckers and i was like hey look at this and within a couple minutes he had like six opinions from people who know what the hell they're talking about, about trucks, about what could be going on with his engine. You know what I mean? And, and if you just go back in time in the disc, it, you just look through the chat. It's just all that. It's like instant access to information from people who, you know, who are friendly, who are, are willing to help and will just give their knowledge and their experience to you for nothing. You know, and it's crazy. It's literally crazy. There's no other way. There's really no other. Like, if you were to tweet that, you know, maybe you'd get people responding. You maybe, know, maybe. maybe on Twitter, but because uh, I and but going back to Facebook and its toxicity, I'm in a yeah, I'm on a page in a group specific to Packard MX13 engines. Yeah. And I asked a question in there. So for the most, whether you have a you know P680 or a, or a P579. Because Kenworth and and Peterbilt are both owned by Packard, I asked a question about batteries, you know, and I just recently got my batteries replaced in my truck. But I had a battery question about the truck, and I asked it in there, and like one of the first comments is a guy f- telling me that I shouldn't own a fucking truck for asking yeah. this question. Yeah, it's like God. it's like you're, it's like you're fucking right. I should have just been born knowing yeah. everything about yeah. this truck, like. That, yeah. Like that, you know, it, and it's so funny how you'll get judged by that, but I get, t- you'll get judged like, oh, you shouldn't even own a truck. But I could tell you that whoever the CEO of fucking Pam Transport is right now, he doesn't, he's not a mechanic. He doesn't yeah. know everything, but he's the CEO of a fucking yeah. major company. But yeah, he won't get flamed, but, but I do because I don't know a yeah, yeah. about batteries, but on discord, no, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's fuck Facebook dude like yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm sure there's people getting value on there and I haven't tr- I haven't made an honest attempt to try to get value on there so I can't really say too much but like- I'm I'm trying because I, I know that because with what I'm trying to do with health and fitness Facebook groups re- really work on that yeah. end. and so I I'm, I'm getting a group going with that especially with drivers because I want guys to post like just like because then like because off of what I do on the first format Facebook group is a great place for guys to post what they're cooking on the road, where they're going for walks, great places to park. Like, so, and if I can kind of do the same thing of what we're doing in the discord, and I think I invited you into it too, because I want, I almost have the same concept. I want like any link of the chain 
to be in there to talk about like what they're doing to stay fit because it's yeah. really really good and you know people can also talk about parking whatever so i think it matters in that aspect but yeah anything trucking related is just fucking so yeah it ends up going going toxic but um look we're, we're both wearing these hats and and you know the questions are getting asked so <laughs> that the hat the hat is your idea so for anybody who's been watching not just listening i've been wearing the hat the past several episodes and Maybe you've had questions. This is the inventor of it. So yeah. So where did this spawn from? Um, good question. Uh, I mean, I've always, as soon as I joined, like as soon as you started as a broker, like you encounter the phrase, please advise because people just say it. And I think it has a special meaning in the freight world. Like people in the business world, like my friends who aren't in freight, but are in just whatever business, like, they'll, they'll see it and they'll laugh. They'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that. I say that sometimes like, or I see it in emails, but people in freight, like it has a special meaning in this industry, especially on the brokerage side of things, because it's basically like your world is falling apart. Like the driver's been missing for six days with a load. Like you think it might be stolen. Like you're hitting the carrier up. You're being like, uh what the you want to say like where the fuck's the truck what's going on you want to like just curse but you just say like please advise right so it's basically just like a euphemism and uh and i so i started saying it like you just start saying it like it's just lingo and i just always liked it and i you know i have my where the hell my uh my my jerry rig version is but um oh i have my my, my new visor my new uh my please advisor uh oh yeah for, but, for, uh, those, for those not watching it's a visor with a piece of paper and, t- and <laughs> taped on the front it says please advise written in pen yeah i uh so i made i literally was like well first actually i don't know the exact timeline but we jake and my partner and i made that um made this like excuse generator site please advise.ai which mm-hmm. you could just like go and it's still up like you can do it still it's like you can go up you can type in the name of warehouse and it'll use the it'll use ai to throw a throw a dirty word on the lumbar trucking podcast around well it'll use ai to make up an excuse for you and for why you're late to a, a delivery or a pickup or whatever at the name of the warehouse and when i when i made that i was just like you know what are some useful implementations of ai for truckers and that's what i came up with i was like just excuses and it's joke clearly but like, I, I also wanted to see if I could get it to go kind of like mini viral. And it, it kind of did. Uh, it has a kind of a couple times, like it's blown up, but we'll get like a couple hundred visitors in a day and whatever, like it's been fun. And so we did that please advise thing. And then I was like, I'm gonna make some hats and say please advise on it. So I made the first one, which is just like literally the paper and I taped it over, uh, taped it over the logo of a hat I owned and I just started wearing it and I wore it to mats and I just started taking pictures of it. and eventually like it kind of became like a little thing and like people knew about it and so i was just like i'm just gonna make i'm just gonna actually make hats so i hit up a local hat company and uh here in here in arizona and i was like hey can i you know can you make me some trucker hats and say please advise on it and they were like what and i was like yeah yeah just 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 do it and so we made we made 12 and those are the ones we're wearing which are the first the first 12 and you know my goal was like and it, actually, going back, when I told Jake, my partner, that I was going to do this, he was like, dude, that's a horrible idea. It's like a very bad idea. You're going to have a bunch of hats. You're never going to be able to sell. 
And he did a tweet about this the other day, or else I wouldn't say this, because he flamed me for wanting to do this. And I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. And I'm going to sell them. It's going to work. And we did it. And I put a link, I put a Stripe link out to buy them. And we sold them all like within a 12 hours. And initially I was like, if I sell one today, I'll be stoked. And I sold them all. And, and then I bought 48 more because I had to buy, you had to buy, um, there's minimums, obviously you can't just buy one from like a local maker. So I was like, I'm just going to fucking buy 48. And so I did that and I sold all those. And, um, yeah, so we've sold 60 now and I just ordered 48 more last week. Um, and it's honestly been fun just because like, I've also gotten to play this like the e-commerce game. So I've, uh, so I've just, you know, and I made up these like, and I do these like nice troll tweets about being like a three figure e-commerce founder. <laughs> four figure and, now. Four figure now. But yeah, so I started a three figure e-commerce founder tweets and people were like thinking I was serious. So like e-commerce people would like hop on the tweet and be like, you know what? Like this is, this is that's not a good. And I'm just like, oh, you're right. Like, <laughs> so it's been, it's just been fun. It's been a meme and, and I've been, you know, I don't know. Like I got people, I literally have 60 people around the country wearing hats that say, please advise on them. And yeah. it's just been, it's just been fun. You know, it's just fun. I've been wearing it to and fro, got to wear it up to Canada. So it's already been international. What's I, I, what I think's awesome about number one, your partner, uh, him thinking that it wouldn't catch on. Clearly he doesn't know. Just how, just how like he's how not a freight guy we'll give him yeah. a break he's not yeah a i was gonna guy. say he doesn't know that the type of trolling that goes on in this this industry and the sense of humor that that people's have that people have for yeah. that stuff but what i love most about the e-commerce thing is because you know and we talk about how you know we talk about quote-unquote cringe shit on linkedin all yeah. the time and that's the thing it's like those e-commerce type people they're the first ones because they're trying to put together they're the ones who are doing this you know, Gary V drop shipping bullshit. Yeah, and they think yeah. that they think that they're like, you know, these insanely genius businessmen because yeah, they're, they're like, like yeah, because they're buying and selling stuff on Amazon and they think that they're gods for it. But you drop a please advise hat and, you know, you've, you've already generated X number of dollars in sales. It turns their whole business model into a fucking yeah. upside down, which is the yeah. best part. Yeah, it's 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 it is it is like a troll, but also at the same time, it's like. I legitimately think that we're going to sell a lot of these and I think that we'll turn it into like a thing just from memes, you know, like, so I started, I, I started like a separate cause I don't want like lost freight's entire brand to be just like trolling. You know what I mean? Like, cause we're serious, you know, like I'm serious about, I'm serious when I need to be. And I think I put that in my LinkedIn bio, you know, like I'm serious. I'm serious about the things I need to be serious about when I'm, when I need to be right. But I also like to troll because the biggest thing, the, the, the funniest thing about freight in general is just how you have on the one hand, like the boots on the ground, like the brokers, the drivers, the carriers are all at each other's throats, like sh crazy shit's going on every single day. And it's the most unbuttoned, unprofessional thing like on the planet, right? And that's how our entire country functions. That's how everything is delivered. It's just through this like clusterfuck of a system. That's like, you know, when you're involved in some nonsense, it can be super stressful. But like when you zoom out and you look at it, you're just like, oh my God, this like fucking guy, like 
stole my truckload and I couldn't find him for weeks. And it was just like this whole ordeal. And it's like funny, you know what I mean? And it's not professional. And it's like the opposite of what all the marketing people try to make it look like it is, you know? So if you go on LinkedIn, all these fucking break guys are like acting like they're doing rocket science and shit. And so you have like the rocket science people and you have the marketers trying to make it look like the super buttoned up thing. But the reality is, is that it's not, it's not buttoned up at all. And it's just a clusterfuck. So it's like, that's why it's such a good troll in my opinion, because it's like, we can't take ourselves as seriously as we are like, because this thing is fucked up. Like, and so, so it's been, it's been a good, it's, it's, it's just, a, it's a funny troll, you know, but like, uh, but I, anyway, I made it like a, like I make memes, you know, I like making memes and uh, lately my wife's been helping me make some TikToks too and some reels and shit. So she tells me like what the hot, like template reel templates are. And I'll just like, she'll show it to me and I'll be like, okay, like we should make this meme or we should make this joke based on what I'm seeing here. Right. So we've done a couple of those. And uh, so we, we made a separate Instagram meme page, please advisory. Um, and we're just kind of shit posting on there now too. So uh, yeah, man, it's, um, it's fun. No, it's, it's definitely well needed because yeah, when people do think of, when do people, when people think of the logistics industry, yeah, on LinkedIn, a lot of the brokerage and stuff. Yeah. The brokerages love presenting themselves as these, um, you, you had made a post about it once about how they like mask themselves as these like very upscale FinTech companies. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, no, yeah. we're just a brokerage. And like they do, they try to mask, they try to mask themselves yeah. as though they're like a consulting firm. Yeah, like it's awesome. Like, <laughs> or something like that. And, the, you know, and this, and they're trying to hire like top talent and all this. And it's like, oh, you're a brokerage. But yeah, this entire industry is such a shit show. I mean, like I said, I've seen, you, you know, there have been, there's fights at truck stop parking lots. Like I said, I was at a, uh, you know, I've seen trucks be abandoned before. And those are trucks abandoned with freight in the trail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, me, so meanwhile, like, there's somebody at, who's been behind a phone. Who's like whole life is falling apart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every but every day, dude. Every single day. Every week. Like you're you and you probably can as a driver, like you got like drivers, you know, our boots on the ground, the shit rolls downhill and hits you guys the hardest and the fastest, right? Just upstream of you, maybe it's like your dispatchers or like other people at your carrier are dealing with the issues with you. But then upstream of that is like the brokers, right? And when you're a broker, like when shit goes wrong with the driver, you can't always control it. Right. And so, but the shit's still rolling down the hill. Like the customer is like, what the fuck? And that's hitting you. And then it's hitting the driver. So oftentimes like, and, and, and then even beyond that, it's like, you know, shit's happening to drivers that they can't control either. Right. So this whole game is this, this giant, like finger pointing, and then at the end of the day, it's like a lot of it's nobody can control, but shit goes wrong and everybody's pointing fingers at each other and everyone's shooting the messenger. Right. And so the whole thing is just super stressful and everyone's pissed off. And like it's that's just your life. And that's why the turnover, especially at the brokerages, is so high, because it's just like you are literally always being blamed for shit you can't control. And and it's it that's why we need humor for everybody. Right. That's why humor that makes fun of like just the shit that goes on in this industry is good and needed 
And I think that's why it catches on so much is because it's like, you can't help but laugh at the end of the day when you see things happening to you. Like you have to be, you have to be able to laugh at it because if you can't, you're going to go crazy and you're going to leave this industry because you won't last. You have to laugh. <laughs> yeah. And that, yeah. And that, that's on so many different levels. I mean, that's a truck that's especially with trucking too. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out here that definitely needs to change. We talk about on the show parking, stuff like that. But, but a lot of the stuff like, when you have a, you know, when a trailer tire blows and I bet you when a trailer tire blows for a broker, that's probably the most, that's probably such a, it's, it's, it's a straw that breaks camels back whenever you like, because a trailer tire blowing, it's not like, especially if it like that, just that, if you know, your day could be going so perfect and that trailer tire blowing, that load could be the one you needed. The, yeah, the only yeah. one that definitely needed to get there. All the other ones could have been fine. And that's how I feel, I feel like Murphy's law applies but as a driver out here like if you can't roll with some stuff like trailer tires blowing like yeah. you know break you know certain things with breakdowns you know then it's just it's not going to work and i mean and really that's you know that's any job if you can't roll with these types of yeah if yeah. humor doesn't come out and you and you and the guys at freight caviar and usa transportation yep. are really i think i've been you have probably saved the day of so many people out there, like especially drivers who are like stuck waiting at a shipper or they had a charter type blowout or a broker who had a really shitty day, opening up Instagram and seeing something that you or Freight Caviar, the USA Transportation page, probably just it, it shows them something worse or it shows them that it's happening everywhere yeah. and it's not that bad. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, well, I won't. I, I, I'm not going to lump myself in with uh, with with those guys yet because they're 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 they've been playing the game a lot longer than i have although i've met both of them and i and i do i like them a lot um and and i yeah i mean i think we're all i think all the everyone who makes funny content about freight would say probably the same thing it's just like you need to laugh like we need to be laughing at ourselves we need to be we need to be okay with laughing at jokes that are at our own expense too you know like whether you're a driver or a broker. So that's why I don't, like when I make memes, I'll make memes making fun of brokers. I'll make memes making fun of drivers. I'll make memes making fun of carriers. Like no, like we have to be able to make fun of everything or else it's just like, we'll just get more, you know, toxic Facebook crap. So anyway, yeah. So it's, um, we're having fun, dude. You know, like, I feel like that's just the, the underpinning of this all. Like, you know, like I'm being serious when I need to be about lost freight, about the business and about trying to make shit that's useful to carriers. But at the same time, like we got to have fun. We got to fuck around. Like we got to be just like making memes. We got to be just making people laugh. And that's all kind of wrapped up into this one kind of big package of just like, I don't know, like whatever, whatever, whatever it is of, li of, of life. No. Cause it's absolutely true. I mean, there's like, I'm, you know, that, you know, the, Cause I, I do the same thing. I'm serious when I need to be, you know, when I talk to my fleet manager, when I'm, you know, you know, I have a serious job, like, you know, hauling oversized freight yeah. isn't something you could just fuck around and swing doors and, and you know, bump a dock to you. You have to take it seriously. You have to take your permit seriously. There's a, there's a lot that's taken seriously. I take, you know, I take the, you know, my fitness seriously and what I yeah. do with coaching guys, but at the same time, you know, it, you know, you also, you have to mix in this humor and then it, because along the way, the most important thing, which kind of sums up everything that has to do with this episode and everything that has to do with the discord, is you got to make friends and build yeah. these relationships because that's what has been making it fun. Yeah. That's what's making it most fun because I'll tell you, 
the support that's come out of this, especially just guys in the Discord, you know, strangers, people I haven't even met, who I hopefully yeah. meet someday soon. Like they're just because we're all in that group, they they're supporting me with you know with what yeah, I do. And it's like for sure. that at the end of the day has has been probably you know the the best part. Yeah, you gotta laugh. Be serious. Yeah, every, by all means, people should take their lives and careers seriously, but like not serious to the point to where it's not fucking enjoyable. Yeah, no, for sure. No, man, that's yeah. I mean, I I I think that we're on the right path. I think we just need to keep you know, staying kind of true to our, our natural inclinations. You know what I mean? Like before, before it's easy to be like, okay, I need to be like X person. You know what I mean? Especially when you're looking up at somebody who you think is doing, you know, involved in the space you want, you're in, or you maybe want to be like them. It's like, it's easy to be like, okay, maybe I should just do exactly what they're doing. But it's like, we're all, we're all, the only thing that can't be automated is like who you are, you know, uniquely when you're uniquely you like the things the the mishmash of characteristics that make you you like that's totally unique. It doesn't like no AI is going to reproduce you being uniquely you and constrained and only you. You know what I mean? So if you're interested in like not being replaceable, like all you can do is just be who you naturally are right yeah. and you need to be you need to understand what your strengths are you need to understand what your weaknesses are and you need to lean into your strengths like and you need to be going you need to be going at that right and and i've been like i you know i'm i'm i like i said i've said a million times like i'm serious when i need to be but like i like to fuck around and i'm just like i can't stop you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of where I go. And before, before I started, like, like I would say before the last year, I was, I like to fuck around, but taking shit, making everything, everything a joke is like toxic. You know, like you have to take, you have to be serious, right? You can joke around, but you have to be serious. Like if you, all you do is joke around and nothing is serious, then you're just like, nihilistic and you're just kind of a cynic and that sucks and that's how i was for a long time and like sarcasm unchecked sarcasm is bad yeah unchecked right? sarcasm and nihilism like you know yeah pe pe or nihilism however you want to pronounce it yeah. that it, eventually that becomes so old and toxic and there's so yeah. many like oh, yeah. libertarian uh talking heads who i follow who are like that and it's just like oh my god dude like this, you know, it, you know, especially now that I'm in my 30s, like I'm an, a quote unquote adult, and like, yeah, when you when people are like that, it's just like, oh yeah, you know, you just. But dude, at the same time, I don't like, I don't really blame people. Like I do, but I can understand how you could fall into that trap, right? Because it's 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 because I was there, you know, like I I've, I've spent most of my life in just like this web of like not caring and thinking it's like cool to not care, you know. Like that, that is such a toxic idea. Just like thinking it's cool to not care about anything. And it, I think a lot of kids, a lot of kids probably are trapped in that. And for whatever reason, our like culture has told people like it's cool to not care about anything. And that's just really stupid. Like it's just dumb. And people are slowly wasting their lives away trapped in that sort of loop. You know, 
Yeah, like like you said, people should definitely focus on their strengths and care about that, and that's yeah. how you find the things you care about. But yeah, in another sense, like you said, in the past year, ever since I got the truck, especially since I not only started trucking, but since I got my truck, like this truck could fucking explode tomorrow, and you know, and I don't have a quote unquote business anymore, but I still have a brand that I'm working with that I'm growing. And I'm on an upward trajectory, but yeah. I just know that no matter what. So if the truck were to disappear tomorrow, wherever I went. You know, whether it was another trucking company or if I got off the road for a little bit, whatever, and went and went to work for a trucking company and sales, whatever I did, no matter what, like my next job, I'm never going to sacrifice who I am ever again because I did that, you know, especially kind of, especially after college, is, you know, I did that after the Marines, but especially after college, I sacrificed a lot of probably who I was and my potential for who I thought I was supposed to be. And it just, yeah, it led me down the road of like not caring about stuff not caring about like my physical, you know, fitness stuff and all that, not caring. And it didn't lead me to anywhere happy. So yeah, sacrificing and not being like, you know, essentially just, you know, how you said being exactly you is, is detrimental to you, you know, detrimental to all aspects of your health. I love it. Yeah, I agree. That's it. That's it. I think that's a, that's a solid place to put it, man. I, you know, I might, uh, what do you think? Should I have AI write the description of the episode, episode description? For the Dude, show? we could probably do an entire episode of AI where all like, I'll, I, we should do an episode on, we should do an episode on AI and we should do it with Gore. Oh, yeah, we'll get the, we can get the three of us in here. Do you want, wait, should we pre uh, pre script the episode with AI? <laughs> no, no. I, I think that I could get on and probably not convince you guys to change your opinion, but like might get you to look at it a different way. Well, yeah, I, I have definitely looked at it in different ways in some way, almost because like, kind of like with there's ways you can use AI that makes sense. I was talking about it with, about route optimization with, with um, a mutual friend of ours. And he was yeah. talking about, you know, and we were talking about how if there's a way to use AI for, to make truckers plan their routes better. Yeah. Now, and once again, I think it could be beneficial to people, but like when it comes to truckers, especially if you're talking to a guy who's been out here for even me being out here for, 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 you know, for three years. Um, and granted, I don't know much about the Pacific Northwest, but like if you're at, once you do like two, three, four, five years out here, like you can plan your routes very easily. It becomes almost like this. This similar thing happened in artillery. There's an equation called the formula for sight and you use it in manual gunnery. It's this kind of trigonometry equation. It's kind of like a long form thing. And it's such a complicated, if I showed it to you, you'd be like, holy fucking shit, how do you do this? Because it also technically requires you to look in certain tables. But after you do it for so long, you look into these tables, which are these like TF, they're called TFTs you start to memorize the numbers per the propellant or per the type of round you're using. And you could do that equation in your head, like a computer. And we use computers now to fire artillery. When route planning is almost done the same way. I know that if I'm taking a load from Columbus to Kansas City, I know exactly where I could park, when I should stop, how long it's going to take. Eventually, over time, your brain learns the data of route optimization. And so you know, up. Uh, I know if I leave at this time, I'll hit traffic at this time. But like, I still think that that function where, say, I was taking something from Laredo to Lansing, Michigan, and I plug in exactly when I leave. Like, say I get, say I'm loaded at noon in Laredo, and then based off of how much hours are in my e-log, 
you know, what would be the ideal time to leave, keep going. That gives you the most ideal route that still gives you X amount of hours for your recap. That is something I could see AI being very beneficial to, especially adding in the hours of service. And it tells you where's where to park, the trends of parking mm-hmm. along the way. Like, oh, if you stop at five o'clock, this Petro's full, but this TA will be will have spots, stuff like that. Like, so I think it can work in that aspect. I'm not sure if Gord would necessarily agree with me. Maybe not. He'd still probably say, fucking, you know, you know, break out the Rand McNally or something, which, hey, respect, you know, I tip my cap for that stuff. Because it is true, like I said, eventually that, like, that data becomes data in your head and you can essentially do it yourself. But for the new driver, like, I think it's something. But yeah, there's, you know, you know, whether, whether, you know, we like it or not, it's being used in some way. It's, you know, we can't, we're not going to stop it in some aspects. I think we need to get ahead of it before it starts to, like I said, I put, made a video about it. It will start de-skilling people. It's going to start, it's, it's going to make people less value and they don't realize that their, their, their paychecks are on the firing line. Not maybe, maybe not their job, but their paycheck is on the firing line. And I think that's what people should be more concerned about. All you can do is try to prepare. Yeah, yeah, we could just try, but we'll we'll, we'll we'll come back on and do it again. But this is good, man. I'm glad you came on. Uh, we, we like you know because this is what it's all about: build, building relationships, uh, you know, gr- and growing within yourself, leaning on your strengths. I've been doing a lot lately. Um, it's been great watching you take it to the next level. For anybody listening, you know, you know, fucking jo- join up, join the Discord. Get on with us. Where can they find us? Uh, Discord.lostfreight.com. In uh, Lost Freight, for those the uninitiated, is confusingly spelled L-O-S-T-F-R-8, the number eight. All right. So Discord.lostfreight.com takes you to the Discord. Um, you can follow. You can follow me on Twitter. That's where I'm at. What is what is my handle? Lost is read. Um. Yeah, I mean, those are the spots. Uh, yeah, all, all are welcome. Before we actually, before you sign off, I do have like one question for anybody who's not currently working in logistics or has it or is a link in the chain. If you could, if they wanted to get into logistics, yeah. if some, say you're Sam, twenty two, I just graduated college, I have a business degree, or I don't because. Yeah. I was just listening to Blythe's uh, most recent episode. Everything is on everything is logistics. And her, yeah. she had somebody from Transfix on who went to school for art history and now yeah. works for Transfix. So it really doesn't matter what you went to school. Bro, I've got a philosophy degree. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but I love that. that. That shit fires me up. But so whatever you got in a degree, if you if somebody wanted to get into the world of logistics. And obviously, be- becoming a trucker is is always an option. But besides that, what, what's yeah. what's what's a role or something? You know? Yeah, I mean, I think that like if you're gonna be in the industry, like you you could be a driver and you can get boots on the ground experience doing that, right? Or or on the carrier side, for lack of a better term, right? Dispatcher, driver, whatever. If you're not gonna do that and you want to be on like on another side, like I wouldn't go directly into technology. A lot of people are like obsessed with you know technology and it sounds cool to be to be in, but like you need that just like transactional, you need to know how shit works and you need to get your hands dirty and you need to be in the trenches for lack of a better term, right? So I'm like, you either need to be a broker and you need to do that, or you need to be like a driver, 
seriously. Like I would, I would encourage people to choose either. And, uh, and if you're going to be a broker, like you should, like if you're getting into freight and you don't want to be a driver, then you should be a broker because you're going to learn a lot and you're going to learn how the industry works and you're going to get your hands dirty and you're going to realize you won't have any, you won't have any rose colored glasses about how things are. And I think people who have that experience and have kind of worked in the industry probably are going to be better at every other role that you would do later, right? If you're going to be building technology, you're going to be working at like any tech company, like you need that experience. And if you don't have that experience and you try to go and build a product, especially if you want to start your own thing and you go try to do that, you, it will show that you have, you have no idea what you're doing. You know what I mean? People who have never operated in the industry, like it, you can tell. You can tell. Yeah. When they so you should, you should operate. Yeah. Operate some sort of way. No, that's good. Good place to leave it. Dude, thanks yeah. again for coming on. Uh, can't appreciate enough. And we'll, we'll, be do, we'll be doing this again soon. We'll, we'll come back on with just, I, I, ideally, I want to get, uh, I'd like to have an episode where it's, it's like me, you, Justin from Freight Waves. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe Chris, Indy Trucker, and we just, we just talk about freight news. We'll do some, yeah. we'll talk about like articles from Freight Waves and go into detail on like, other random shit. Maybe we'll get Rachel on here. Whatever. Yeah, we'll just we'll just all we'll just all shoot the shit and do it. But you guys know where to find us. Uh, thanks once again for listening. Uh, can't appreciate it. Uh, can't appreciate it enough. You know where to find me at Lombard Trucking everywhere. And with that, guys, we'll see you next time. Peace.